Welcome to the ASHP official podcast, your guide to issues related to medication use, public health, and the profession of pharmacy. Hello and welcome. Thank you for joining us in today's episode of Student Perspectives, the podcast where we talk with student pharmacists about their unique challenges and opportunities presented throughout their pharmacy journey. My name is Marissa Tao, and today we'll be chatting with Dr. Leslie Fierro and Dr. Dakota Rosenfeld from Rutgers Pharmaceutical Industry Fellowship at Rutgers University College of Pharmacy and Dr. Amy Mystery from the Biopharmaceutical Industry Fellowship Program, MCPHS University. Boston campus about fellowship recruitment during COVID-19. So thank you so much for joining us today. First, I want to take a moment and chat about your roles and programs. Can you tell us a little bit about your institution and your fellowship program? I'll hand it off to Dr. Leslie Fiao first. Thank you, Melissa. The Rutgers Pharmaceutical Fellowship Program, or RPIF for short, is a one or two year mentoring and training program offering experiences in a wide variety of functional areas within the pharmaceutical industry. We currently have over 250 fellows training at 19 companies and over 1,000 graduates of the program working in all areas of the pharmaceutical industry. Fellows spend around 90% of their time at the company learning about the pharmaceutical industry and their functional areas and the rest of their time in activities connected to Rutgers University, such as professional development seminars, additional coursework, teaching, research, publications, etc. This connection to the university makes this program unique. That is wonderful and so cool. Um, I'll pass it over to Dr. Mystery just to learn a little bit about the MCPHS program. Sure, thank you, Marissa. Uh, MCPHS is the oldest institution of higher education in the city of Boston, and it's actually the second oldest pharmacy program in the U.S. The university was founded in 1823, and we've been on the cutting edge of innovation in healthcare education. The university is committed to training professionals for the future of exciting, ever-expanding healthcare industry and helping them achieve their career goals. The fellowship program started in 2003 is designed to provide doctor of pharmacy graduates with in-depth specialized training within the biopharmaceutical industry. Since the program's inception and with its industry leading partners, the program has continued to offer innovative and challenging positions. Each position affords significant experience in a corporate setting, enabling fellows to hone their business and clinical skills. The program also aims to foster professional development provide intensive hands-on training, and expose fellows to a variety of industry and academia-based opportunities. We offer a number of different fellowship programs. Some of them are biomarker development, clinical operations, commercial, clinical supply, clinical research pharmacy, drug safety or pharmacovigilance, health outcomes and economics, marketing, medical affairs, quality affairs, and regulatory affairs. This year, we have 54 new positions for the 2020-2021 program with nine partner companies. And the learning objectives differ depending on the program selected, but similar to the Rutgers program, fellows spend about 85 to 90% of their time with their industry partner, and the remaining 10 to 15% is spent at MCPHS on any one of our three campuses, completing teaching scholarship, as well as participating in professional development days and conference series, or a formal mentor-mentee program 
that we have established with our alumni. There's a number of committees that the fellows can be a part of as well within the MCPHS Fellows Network or the MFN for short. Thank you for those short bios. I mean, both of your schools, they sound really amazing. Your programs sound super robust. I'm a huge fan. But as you know, we live in a current pandemic with COVID-19. And we're just wondering, how is your program adapted and changing in respect to uh, the experience with your fellows? Sure, I can, uh, I can take a stab at that one. So this year has definitely been different. But I feel as though things have moved relatively smoothly into the virtual format. So all of our fellows started off in July, the new, the new fellows, they were virtually onboarded. Many of them have taken their NAPLEX and MPJE exams during the first few months and are now knee-deep in projects. First-year fellows have had to be more intentional with some of their meetings, but they are still getting great exposure and involvement with their projects. Our second-year fellows are even busier within their respective functional areas with projects. There are a few companies that have started letting their fellows back into the office on a limited basis, and we expect this to continue in the coming months. From the university side, we are still offering all of our teaching, scholarship, professional development, conference series, et cetera, in a virtual format with the hopes that the second half of the year will be different. That's obviously still to be determined. We're also supporting and encouraging virtual team building events, socially distanced uh, networking based uh, events uh, based on state regulations and virtual meetups so that the fellows can get to know one another and feel that connection that they're all looking for. That sounds wonderful. It sounds like you've really adapted and changed to the current situation that we're in. Dr. Fiora, how is your program kind of adapted to this situation? Thanks, Marissa. Fellows continue to train in a virtual environment within their respective companies. The university continues to provide virtual professional development for fellows, similar to what Dr. Mystery has said. The change to a remote fellowship experience has for the most part been smooth. Fellows onboarded virtually and continue to connect with their preceptors and teams for training. There have been challenges related to face-to-face -face networking, which is an important component, but we have worked out ways to keep fellows connected. The virtual environment has allowed us to invite guest speakers who can readily connect to our professional development programs thereby providing more opportunities for growth than ever before. That's wonderful. Dr. Rosenfeld? Yeah, I'm going to just kind of piggyback off of what Dr. Fierro and Dr. Mystery have said. But, I mean, as if it went without saying, the situation really has provided our partner companies a chance to shine. So, like, each partner company, they understand the value of the RPIF program, and it's worked tirelessly to help their fellows feel continually supported in their growth and development. So coming from one of the West Coast companies myself, uh, the question was always asked, you know, do you still feel well connected to the rest of the program with everyone on the East Coast? Well, a lot of times my answer of, of course, yes, would sometimes shock people. But now I know many are understanding where I was coming from with this. So though everyone would obviously prefer to be in person, you know, the camaraderie amongst your co-fellows is something that really can't be replaced. But the fellows at each of the partner companies have really done what they can to stay connected and stay involved with the program, both within their own companies and across the Rutgers network as a whole. Wow, that's really wonderful. So, you know, we've talked a lot about a little bit about where you guys came from, how great the program is, even before the pandemic. You guys talk about how things have definitely changed and your great ability to adapt. But I can't help but wonder myself as this recruitment season is coming 
How do you, what, what does the process look like? Could you talk a little bit about the changes your program plans on implementing during to adapt these times? Sure. Thanks, Marissa. So once again, this process is going to look a little bit different than it has in the past, but we want to urge you guys just take a breath. All the fellows are here to help you guys through the process and to help you be as successful as possible through the interview process. So a bit of history here. In the past, all rounds of interviews were conducted in person at ASHP mid-year, where we were then able to identify our top candidates to be brought on-site for final round interviews at their designated partner companies. On-site interviews typically occurred after the first of the year, allowing candidates some time to travel back from mid-year, gain their necessary preparations to be brought back to the partner companies so they could feel prepared for their final round of interviews. Our first offers were typically granted mid-January, but this year, as you can tell, it's gonna look a little bit different. So all interviewing is going to be conducted virtually by a mix of phone calls and digital platform utilization, leveraging the PPS site for interview requesting and scheduling, which is kind of a first for the records program. The PPS portal is gonna open on October 23rd for candidates. And this is the same time that candidates can begin requesting their first round interviews. All first round interviews will be conducted starting October 23rd and must be completed by November 25th. So I want you guys to keep in mind though, not all companies are interviewing all days of this window. And it'll be up to the candidates to be organized with who and at what time they are requesting interviews with. This is gonna be clearly outlined within the PPS portal. Candidates will be notified of their application status no later than December 1st. And then second and third round interviews will be conducted in tandem with ASHP mid-year from December 6th to December 8th. Our final round interviews, or typically consider our on-site interviews, will be conducted virtually anytime from December 11th to December 16th, with first offers being extended as early as December 18th. Wow, that is a really quick timeline that we're moving towards. Dr. Ministry, can you explain a little bit about your timeline as well? Yeah, absolutely. Like Dakota was saying, this is clearly a different year. Um, it's a little bit crazy for everybody, but I think that this year is going to be one of our best recruitment years compared to past. And it's because we're able to directly impact students from all across the country on various virtual platforms. In the past, we've had school-specific or you know meeting-specific recruitment events. We weren't always able to reach students we were looking for. However, this year, we had three national webinars that we spaced out over this since the summer. Our annual recruitment day was actually just this past weekend. Um, we've increased our social media presence, and we've seen a significant increase in interest and reach. And I'm sure that's across you know all fellowship programs, not just ours. So our application process and interview process are not changing significantly from past years. We're going to continue to use our external portal. It's called Survey Monkey Apply or SM Apply. And um, that's what we've used actually the past three years, which has been outside of the ASHP PPS platform in general. Our fellows and directors will conduct pre-screen or first round phone call interviews with candidates on a rolling basis. Our portal actually opened just yesterday, October 19th. And then the portal, similar to the Rutgers program, is going to close on November 25th. And at that point, we will not be accepting any further applications. And then depending on how a candidate is doing during our pre-screen phone call or initial interview, they will be invited for a virtual interview, which again will be outside of ASHP or PPS. And then eventually for a final round interview. And that's when those offers will be made. So it's going to be a very similar timeline to the Rutgers program. We are also interviewing in tandem with ASHP PPS. So December 6th through 8th. And then the earliest offers will be allowed is Wednesday, December 9th. 
So the bulk of our interviews, like I said, will be taking place during the week of ASHP as we've done in the past. I know that normally students expect a university-wide reception as we would normally have on Tuesday evening, but this year we're not going to be doing one virtually. There may be some companies, however, that may have an informal meet and greet with candidates, but this is going to be left up to those individual companies and individual programs. Wow. So it definitely looks like it's a really quick moving process. And as a student myself, I can't help but wonder, you know, some of the issues that we've encountered as P4 Abbey students, such as big changes in our rotations, such as we couldn't get them or we have certain rotations that we wish we had earlier, but we really couldn't. So could you explain a little bit about how your program plans on accommodating for some of those issues that were really out of our control? Dr. Minister, I'll hand it off to you. Sure. So yeah, it definitely has been a challenge. And I feel that all of our companies and programs are very aware of those challenges and they're not holding it against their students by any means. And so instead of in-person experiences, students can reach out to preceptors and fellows um, for virtual experiences or discussions. This is something that I know many of our companies have done for this year, given the, the nature of the pandemic. And I strongly believe that leadership and work experiences build skills that are applicable in any work environment. So it doesn't have to be an industry specific opportunity. Working in teams, handling difficult situations, being a leader, these are all transferable skills a student should have to be successful. And these skills can't really be built in six to eight months. It should be something that they've been working on all four years of their professional program. Uh, There are so many experiences that students have had in and out of school that they can adapt during an interview. And so no experience should be overlooked. Dr. Mystery, thank you so much. It's really reassuring to know that the transferable skills that we've really built throughout these four years of pharmacy school are really going to pay off rather than maybe just the six to eight months that may have been affected by COVID. Dr. Fierro, I'll hand it off to you. What are your thoughts? Thanks, Marissa. And let me just add on to what Dr. Mystery said. Candidates should know that it is important that they have researched all opportunities that are available to them, including the pharmaceutical industry. If a student is interested in the industry, they should make every effort to connect and obtain some exposure to that environment. Since many companies are offering virtual rotations, it may be possible, even in a remote area that's not directly located near a company, to experience a pharmaceutical company rotation or summer internship. This should be discussed with your pharmacy school. It's important to have had some pertinent experience within the pharmaceutical or related industry on your CV. The letter of intent and expressing your desire to work in the industry is also very important. Additionally, you can reach out to current fellows to learn more and provide direction to you. Wonderful. Thank you so much for that insight. So in closing, everyone has really been impacted by your environment and everything going on, but continuing to adapt and to move forward. Fellowship applications and interviews are exciting, but also really stressful. So what advice do you have for prospective candidates planning to apply this year or considering a fellowship in coming years? Dr. Fierro? Thanks, Marissa. We've worked hard to provide a relatively easy and smooth way to apply for the RPIF fellowship at Rutgers. Travel is not required for applying or interviewing. If you're interested in the RPIF program, please visit pharmafellows.rutgers.edu and consider the opportunities available. Information on how to apply can be found on this website. 
I encourage all candidates to review the company brochures and see all of the exciting positions that are available. Set up an account by submitting your CV and letter of intent, and then register with PPS at the ASHP mid-year meeting for an interview. If you are fortunate enough to obtain a fellowship, your career will be off to a great start. We wish you good luck and the best in your career endeavor. Wonderful. Uh, Dr. Rosenfeld, do you have any insights for us as well? Yeah, so I'm going to kind of build on what Dr. Fierro said, but really make sure you follow all of the social and informational channels recommended by the program that you're interviewing for, because that's where all the up-to-date information for the process, whether it's interview or application-based, that's where all that info is going to be pushed out to the candidates. I mean, oftentimes candidates will be concerned, I was one of them, or they'll have a stressor that could really quickly be relieved by visiting the program's website or even just reaching out to one of the current fellows at a partner company you're interested in, like Dr. Fierro said. You know, as a fellow myself, all of us, we were in your shoes in one way or another as we embarked on our journey to get a fellowship and understand the stress and craziness of this process. Like I said earlier, take a breath. It will be okay. And we're all here and more than happy to help you out. Dr. Rosenfeld, thank you so much for that fellowship perspective. Dr. Mystery, do you have any closing thoughts for us? Yeah, I can't stress um, how much I, I completely agree with Dr. Farrow and Dr. Rosenfeld to be yourself. Uh, don't be someone that you're not or fit into a group that just isn't right for you. You may be a wonderful candidate, but the program or team just doesn't jibe with who you are, and that's okay. There's a program that's out there that's a right fit for you, and that I think is really important. You're spending the next two years with this group, and you want it to be a mutually beneficial relationship. Before you submit your CV and letter of intent, have someone you trust review it and be prepared and practice your interviewing skills. It's important to have some ideas on what you want to say and how you want to say it ahead of time. And this will allow you to answer the question completely, but also in a succinct manner. There is definitely a lot of information out there and focus on facts from, you know, school and company websites and not the other stuff that's kind of out there. Social media is great to get snippets of information, but always go back to the source, a website, a brochure, your portal application, et cetera. Um, and if you're not sure, absolutely ask a reliable source. I think the fellows and myself and my team, were all here to help you through this process. So we wish you the best of luck as you guys start on this endeavor. Thank you so much for that. It looks like that's all the time we have for today. So I want to make a special thank you to all of our speakers, Dr. Fierro, Dr. Rosenfeld, and Dr. Mystery. Thank you so much for your time today. Um, and we're really happy that you took just a little bit of your day to discuss the fellowship recruitment during the COVID-19 pandemic. And if you haven't before, I encourage you all to check out ASHP student resources. You can find member-exclusive offers such as targeted material on career transitions for students, information on postgraduate training and research tools. Be sure to also check out the Student Connect community where you can exchange ideas with your peers. Thanks again for tuning into this session of Student Perspectives. We hope you enjoyed today's conversation and be sure to subscribe to ASHP's podcast through your favorite podcast provider. Thank you for listening to ASHP Official, the voice of pharmacists advancing healthcare. Be sure to visit ashp.org forward slash podcast to discover more great episodes, access show notes, and download the episode transcript. If you loved the episode and want to hear more, be sure to subscribe, rate, or leave a review. Join us next time on ASHP Official.